Ding dong, ding dong, ding dong, ding dong. Hey, check it out. It's our end of the year holiday special. It's different than the regular show because we talk about stuff that we did like this year instead of one movie that one of us picked, which is the usual premise. Hey, ding dong, ding a dee dong, dong, da ding, ding, ding dong, ding a dee dong. Hey, check it out. Wow. Ding, ding, dong, dingity, ding, ding, dong. That's exactly what I wanted. That is exactly the song. That was in my head. I was like, I hope that uh, Anna will throw in some uh, some bells and some holi- extra holiday uh, English onto that. And uh, yeah. and you did, by God. See, last year, I think it was like, hey, check it out. We're just hanging out. Oh, that was good, too. That was it. Uh, but true. this time it's like it started off and I was like, are we all going to like hold hands in the middle of Whoville and sway? Like, <laughs> Do either of you give a shit about the live action Grinch movie? Like, was that an important movie for you I, gro- no. growing up? No. Okay, good. I give a shit in as much as I loathe it. Yeah, no, that counts. It shrank my heart three sizes. <laughs> I, that, I feel like that's one of those movies that when it came out, everybody was like, this is a piece of shit. And then here we are X years later, and there is a generation behind us who are like, this is about late stage capitalism or whatever the fuck. You know, there's yeah. just like, they're like, no, this is an intense look or it's great. Or it was just a part of their childhoods and they love it. Yeah, uh, This is what we call the hook effect. No, the hook good... was great. <laughs> See, this is what this is what I'm talking about right here. Hook's a bad movie, Corey. You just like it because you were a child. Now, what we want now is a remake of Shrek. Do we? Yep. Yeah. That's what the kids for... demand. Do they demand that? Oh yeah. Uh, live Do action want... Disney yeah. style. Yeah. Oh god. Absolutely okay. not. I'll accept this as long as it's slavishly based upon the book. That's there... is there a novelization of Shrek? No, no, no. There's a book Shrek that is very strange. Yeah, is it just called Shrek or is it a, the same as the movie? No, it's like a but it's like a picture book, right? It's There's like a picture like book. Like eight pages. I think it's probably more than eight pages. Oh, I thought it was like Polar Express length. <laughs> uh, I to see Polar Express. That was bad. That That's there's a bad good. movie that nobody's going to revisit. No. Yeah, Bobby's... Ian Ian watched that recently because I think it was like Blank Check or something. They were talking about. I think they maybe oh. they were doing like Zemeckis films or something. A few uh, years back, but yeah, yeah. Um, I uh, he really he really did believe that like he was blazing new ground and suddenly everything was going to look like this and it just. Although you know what, I take it back. I hear that Tin Tin picture is pretty good. The Tin Pin picture the is pretty Spielberg good one? if you yep. ignore yeah. what it looks like for the most part. Sometimes it works. Sometimes no, okay, it's not no, sometimes god awful. Sometimes it does work, but then a lot of a, a lot of the times it makes my face melt off. Yeah, and it's just like I can't, I can't very well say I enjoy a film where fifty percent of the time I want to close my eyes. I mean, I feel like that's most of the movies that I watch. Like to be mm. like, I can't watch this movie; half of it doesn't work. And then I look at my oh, DVD yeah. collection, and I'm like, "Oh, n- most of these movies don't work. I just really enjoy them." But what can you what can you do? That's I hear fair. It, I hear it's the holiday episode. Everyone, hey, that's right. Check that out. Cheers. I'm Josh, uh, I'm oh, Josh yeah, Kagan. Hi. <laughs> hi. Yeah. Hey, hey, everyone. Uh, we're team. Hey, check it out. Is gathered here. <laughs> Round the chimney, 
with care and i am in both a kerchief and a cap uh to, to handle everybody else or at least a cap uh and i'm josh kagan and that's who i am over to you somebody <laughs> i'm anna wasserman i yeah. am i'm not in a kerchief nor am i in a cap i have a I have a delightful cartoned eggnog that I'm enjoying for the holiday season. Um, and I'm gathered around the chimney with, with my care, friend. with, with care, with care, our friends care. Uh, Anna, if this were a fancy dress holiday party, what would you be wearing tonight? What would I be wearing? Oh, I'd be wearing like, a this, this is, this is, we're just like blue skying it. I assume. Yeah, I'm not saying run to your closet. Oh, and yeah, no, I'm just I'm I'm I'm, I'm going to be wearing like a floor length green ball gown with sequins all over it. So tasteful. The sequins are shaped like Christmas trees. For cute, a brooch? Would you say a belt? What's your excess? Oh, little a crown. Great question. Boop. Oh, yeah, a little, a little, a little crown, a little tiara. Wicked, you are wicked fascinating. So you get a wicked fascinator. <laughs> That's right. Yes. Hello, Corey. <laughs> Hi, I'm Coriander Dickinson, and I'm also not dressed up. The only thing I have within reach is a skeleton mask, which isn't necessarily on theme. But what would you wear to the fancy Hey Check It Out Christmas Gala? <laughs> Just the ugliest sweater imaginable. You go. You go sweater. Oh yeah. Okay. Just a sweater that goes like all the way down. Nice. <laughs> what yeah. variety of ugly is it? Like, do you have a you have a mental image is mixed patterns oh god ooh, ooh, very like good a, like a test one like they yeah. were like so it's just like a tree <laughs> yeah. going into santa's head and <laughs> oh, presents nice. and it says live laugh lurf or something because they were testing it out yeah yes. perfect perfect very nice and i am wearing a gold lame robe and a leopard santa hat that's not imaginary that's not that's imaginary just stuff i have laying around well it is kayla's hat but i think the unsung oh and of you're course, making it work and a hello kitty bots maru gathered around the tree uh uh gray heather uh long sleeve t-shirt bots is not going to get any presents he's bad he's a he's, bad bots maru i can change him <laughs> I believe in you. And he's a DJ. He just plays the party. He's there. He's, his reward is his paycheck. Okay, that's fine then. It's nice to well, be paid to go to a party. Yeah. Ooh. So it's the end of the year, and I think we can all agree: just another great year. Four stars, no notes. Yeah. Just dynamite. So another fucking dreamy year here huh? on the best planet ever. How how many years has it been since the the decline began? What do you mean? Like the, re, the, the like how long has it been since Bowie died? That's where I mark the beginning of oh. the end. Personally. Oh. Well, I mean Reagan was elected in 1980. Yeah, well, that's, that's where I would have started. That feels okay. like that, that feels like ground zero. Okay, maybe what I mean is when I started noticing it despite my privilege. <laughs> uh yeah i can't yeah, i can't uh, help the you with privilege that. i used to have uh if if it's if september 11th didn't do it then mm, you then make Bowie, a valid point then bowie's death probably I just, uh already off to a chipper start everybody okay yeah. i'm sorry i brought this up <laughs> no 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 i'm the one who brought it up yeah we were just year. all acknowledging the passing of a, another year another great year this year chumped as always as they're going to from now on but you know what it made it better Content. 
Content made it better. The consumption, the ethical consumption of content made our shitty nightmare year just a little better. And so maybe while we're all gathered around the chimney with care or nonchalantly or whatever, maybe we'll talk about some content that we enjoyed this year. No ethical consumption under capitalism, Josh. Oh, well. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) Pirate everything. Yar. Yar. Ah, so this year I watched a surprising amount of movies with French clowns in them. Uh, Like two? Three, yeah. It's more than usual. It's fair. Yeah, because I watched um, like 24 Hours in the Life of Clown, which is like a Pierre Melville thing mm. and then we we watched Pierre Lefou together and uh then I watched Delicatessen finally and that's technically Ooh. got a clown in it. It does and it was so lovely. I need to that's one of those movies that mm-hmm. I file under been meaning to watch for 30 plus years. Yeah Jeanet Jeanet's great. Uh Delicatessen Oh, that's a different yeah. Janae. Okay, no, right. John, John, no, not the playwright. The the, it's not G E N E T. It's Jeanne. Oh, a it's certain, confusing. A certain Saquon, nonetheless. Uh, quite, quite. Uh, and what was your favorite French clown? Rank your top three French clowns <laughs> of twenty twenty three, Coriander Dickinson. It's, it's definitely you know the lovable naive protagonist of Delicatessen. There you go. Yeah, he's he's just a clown with a heart of gold. He just misses his monkey. Mm. I gotta see this movie. Mm-hmm. I gotta rewatch it. Did you see any patterns this year, Anna? Let me ask that question like a human oh, being. You see what I question. mean? No, no. Um, uh, I mean, I'm looking at my t- my uh, my letterboxed list and what my what my five star movies for this year, and they're almost all like <laughs> major, like populist. Um, fun like they're not they're not weird mo- except for one standout they're not weird movies actually two standouts I guess okay they're half and half I don't know what I don't know what the shit I'm talking about um, I did here's the thing is that I did the uh, horror movie ABC challenge this year which meant I spent 26 days watching a movie a horror movie a day for each letter of the alphabet and that really skews everything weird Mm-hmm. Oh, it sure does. Uh, so I, I, I would say I saw a lot of horror movies. Yeah, I did. Uh, I did that challenge, the the same ABC challenge, and boy, I should have taken notes from that. Oh well. Uh, and then in mm-hmm. October, uh, it is nobody. No hashtag tells me to do it. I just watch a lot of double features of horror movies. It's uh, the end of the year is weird for me because I don't really keep track of what I watch until mm-hmm. October through December, um, and in which I watch 800,000 movies in one month. Uh, so, uh, yes, I also watched a lot of horror this year. But what were what's the populist swill that you enjoyed, Anna? Uh, I bet I can guess one sure. of them. Uh, probably pink-hued. Oh, Barbie. Mm. Guess who hasn't seen the Barbie movie yet? You know you know what? It's pretty good. No, I want to see it. I, just oh, I, know. I didn't think I didn't think you were seeing it because you were like, mm, I hate no wait, 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 no, you hate singing in the rain, don't you? I do hate singing. So in the it's rain. oh man, her her sources for this movie. You're just going to no, be like, so, oh, I see the reference. Ugh. It's fine. No, look, I will. I want to see it in the theater. 
Jen and I were waiting for a good chance. And then she went and visited her dad off in BC and she and her dad went to see it without me. And I was like, all right. And I just never got around to going by myself in the theater. And then we decided that we'd watch it with our friends who hadn't seen it. And Jen wanted to see it again. I'm like, okay. And then it took so long for us to try to get that together. We almost did it, but then the the version I had had Korean uh, hard subs. And I was like, no, can't really? do it. <laughs> can't, I can't do, no, I can't do this because, because I'm like that. And then it took so long that they watched it without us. And so now I'm in the position where I need to watch it and Jen will watch it with me, but it just hasn't felt like the right day. I'm going to, I'm going to pitch you. Yeah. Really? You don't need to pitch me. I, no, everybody... I'm going to pitch you on when you should watch it. Oh, okay. When should I watch it? New Year's day. That's a perfect oh, New Year's day. It movie. is a perfect New Year's movie. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I can You're pencil that in. Lazing on the couch, get a little bit mm -hmm. of a hangover maybe, or if not, you're just mad sleepy. Cause I'm just real tired. Cause I stayed oh, up way too late doing karaoke too late. or something. Yes, exactly. Yes. Kick back and you just, you just pink out. That's it. Was, that, I, that Corey, sounds like I, a good idea. I assume you saw it. Oh, yes. Yeah, it's real good. No. It's always nice when the movies that everybody says are real good, you go see them and you go, oh, okay, yeah, that's terrific. Good. I, yeah. don't, even have to, I don't even have to get my hipster, you know, hackles up. I can just be like, <laughs> yeah, good movie. They did it. Before we went to go see it. So Barbie is the first movie that Kayla and I saw in a, or certain, I think she might have snuck out, but it's the first movie <laughs> I I know she did go do a cut. Yeah. Uh, but that's the first movie I saw since before the pandemic uh, nice. in, a, in a theater. Um, mm -hmm. And it was real wonderful. And the night before we went to go see it, Kayla was like, you got to watch a Greta Gerwig movie just to like get your bearings and like kind of have an idea of no. And she really loves Gerwig. Corey's kind of making her must you. And, and it was more just like, I think Kayla just wanted to show me little women. Yeah, um, probably. And so I was like, okay, uh, because I make Kayla watch the most unspeakable garbage under the sun. So when she's like, hey, let's watch something, I'm like, anything yep. you want, baby, that's fine. <laughs> um, and I think I had seen Little Women like when I was like in the 90s with the Winona Ryder one. And I caught it like looking over, you know, my, my book or whatever, or just my spin magazine, more likely, uh, and being like, Okay, that's fine. That's a thing that people grew up with and I don't care. But I would absolutely put Little Women as, and it's a no-duh for everyone else who's seen it, but I would put that on my list of probably biggest and most pleasant surprises of the year. Mm -hmm. uh, as far as just like what Gerwig did with the timeline uh, mm -hmm. and sort of having the past and present. Apparently the book, which I never read, uh, it's just all 100% linear. linear. Yep. Yeah. And uh, and so as a result, the last, I'm sure, quarter of it is a goddamn slog because it's just like people dying and people like getting married and who cares. And Gerwig does this fun thing with the timeline where everything is kind of happening at, you know, parallel to each other, uh, which means that up until the last almost 10 minutes of the movie, you're still getting reveals about characters and you're learning things. Mm. And it's like, uh, and uh, she's a hell of a filmmaker and I need to see Lady Bird. She's, uh, she's definitely, she's someone I need to know more about. That's fair. I have, I have yet to see a Greta Gerwig film thus far. Uh, Kayla's absolutely mad about Lady Bird. Uh, yeah, I want to see Lady Bird. Yeah. That's also I mean, her I, there's no, none of, none of her movie films are ones that I'm like, I don't want to see this. I just, it just hasn't happened yet. 
I don't. She got some early mumble mumbles that I don't necessarily give I don't a know shit if she, about. Did she direct those or was she just in those? Oh, that's valid. But she might have written them. Although, how hard that you I just write? Mum, 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 mum. <laughs> I should. I should fucking get into. Boy, oh, you should get. Yeah. <laughs> that's real easy because you just write like the way that Woodstock talks in Peanuts. You just put those down the little the little yep. hash lines. Joe Swanson is gazing at his shoes so hard right now. I like shoegaze, but that I can hear. <laughs> I can hear shoegaze. <laughs> well, I apologize. Actually, that's not true. I feel like there are some mumblecore movies that I enjoy. But anyways, uh, anyway. I don't know. Somebody say to- a topic, and then we'll discuss it. Well, I can tell you a movie that I did give five stars to this year because I watched it. If you like, yeah, that sounds great. Let's okay. do that. That'll be fun. I'll actually I'll do two for. Her. These are these are the two. These are the two that I'm like oh. These are just really super mainstream populist films. Uh, popular. Maybe populist. Populist isn't good, I think. Populist, popular is good. Yeah, populist, populist is okay. It dep- well, I mean, it's not... I don't think there's anything wrong with it, but let's not get into it now. Okay, that sounds great. Uh, surprising nobody who knows me particularly well, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, five stars. Boom. As a Spider-Man fan from way back, very rewarding. Got a lot of the in-jokes. Real good. Liked it. Good time. Looks beautiful. Very excited to see the the uh, continuation whenever it comes out. Took Jen. Jen doesn't have any anything like the Spider-Man background I have, and she also liked it. So good movie all around. Good for good for nerds like me, and good for the regular folks. Yep. I just had a really nice time. Nice time at the movies. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Basically same thing. Beautiful capstone to the trilogy. I cried twice. Aww. Real good time. Good good use of the single F-bomb. Bang so on. important. That's so no, important. He got one F-bomb and he used it in the stupidest way and I loved it. That's how it works. You get it one. So PG-13, you he, get one. And I knew he had one because they said they finally, they gave him one finally for this movie. So I was waiting for it. <laughs> when it happened, I was just like, that's so good. Now, when you say uh, he, you're speaking of uh, Mr. Jameson uh, Gunn. Is that correct? J- Mr. Jameson Gunn, not as correct. Mr. Jam- Sir, James- Sir Jameson, Jameson Gunn. Gunn. Jameson Gunn. Do you have faith that uh, he can get into DC and, uh, and, and and rate that ship? By no means. No. Oh, great. <laughs> Moving on. I, no, no, no. But like, uh, I love the Suicide Squad. It's great, but it, but it's its own. Like, it doesn't like it doesn't even need the previous Suicide Squad movie to exist. It's hermetically sealed. Um, he brought back Starro. No notes. Um, oh, yeah, that was funny. <laughs> that was, he brought back comic book, like, <laughs> accurate Starro. It wasn't like some kind of weird, like, brain brain Starro in a thing that were like a co- like a galaxy that looked a little bit like Starro. No, it was just big Starro. <laughs> so um, I don't know that his sensitive sensibilities... Uh, and I love the Peacemaker show, but I don't know those sensibilities can translate to the larger DC universe. And I'm not even sure, even if they do, if there's a point to it, because then the DC universe is going to be real similar to the Marvel universe and it's going to be like, you know, quippy and stuff. And it's like, well, all right. Yeah. Um, now we've got two of the same thing. And I'm like, okay, I'm I'm one of the people, one of the, like purportedly few, but who can say? people who still like into the MCU who doesn't completely have burnout. And that's only because I'm a huge nerd who still loves seeing comic book characters from my childhood up there. Like, it's like, I know everybody supposedly hates quantum mania, but I was like, Modoc, 
I love this movie. That was a good Modoc. That was some good ass Modoc, and I'm like a little dangly legs. And then Kang, and I'm just like, yeah, excellent. <laughs> That's all I want. I just want to see Modoc and Kang and Ant Man and. Oh my! Oh my favorites on, yeah. on the big screen. Getting like getting Eternals. excited texts because the trailer for uh, Doctor Strange had like America Chavez's That's jacket right. in it. It was it's like <laughs> it's like Corey, this jacket, this jacket's in the Corey. Corey, uh, did you did you two see those uh, those Marvels? The Marvel the Marvels I gals. Fabulous I did like Marvels. Yeah, I yeah, it's fine. I, I've really heard so many mixed things about it. I want to go see it, but Jen's been sick, so we haven't. And I, oh. she really likes Miss Marvel from the TV show, so we're going to watch it together. So. I hear that's a real good show. I it was is a good show. I was definitely buoyed. I would, I'm sure I would be so lost watching the Marvels at this point, but I was buoyed by the fact that it's 106 minutes. That got me very excited. I was mm-hmm. like, ooh, that's good for them. That's nice of them <laughs> to make right? a movie yeah. that's not longer than eight movies. We yeah. watched Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning yesterday, oh, yeah. and I aged 1,000 years during the duration. We actually uh-huh. had the conversation. It was like, you know, this could have been a TV series, and then they could have cut it down yeah. <laughs> from that. <laughs> give, it a, give it a scorpion with two tails they treatment. Making like, they were making like three of them or something? Yeah, hitting the end of that and it being end of part one. It's like, oh. I, I mean, we'll we'll see how it goes because that movie did not do amazingly well. Mm. That did kind of like that underperformed pretty bad. I'm sure they'll have to because Tom Cruise can do kind of whatever. But yeah, uh, how long was it, Corey? Two 100? and something hours. Yeah, oh, no, that. almost three. Yeah, oh, absolutely no. not. Tom Cruise does so much running. And a lot of these things they did on location, and it could have just been on a a set. I'm not sure I trust anybody who's not named Ari Aster to give me three hours of entertainment. Right? Yeah. I finally, thank you for the segue, I finally watched some Ari Aster movies this year, for God's sakes. Uh, I saw uh, Hereditary, which I thought was great until the last 15 minutes, and and when she turned into the stupidest fucking movie I'd ever seen. Come at me! It's so funny! It's... (laughs) It's yes so much decapitation it, it oh. is it is so look there are gonna be some the movies a million years old at this point there are gonna be some spoilers we come yeah. to find out that the whole thing the whole movie kayla and i are watching it it's our first time watching it and it is a proper good and scary and fucked up movie i mm-hmm. and through the whole movie we were like Oh, is she just losing her mind? Is she talking to people who aren't there? Is only can only she see the glass move, and then the family sees the glass move. But is that her just hallucinating, or like are there shiftier things afoot? Oh no! And then at the very end, it's like, well, everybody, it turns out it was the dicks out devil cult. It's yep. the dicks out. De- it's the old dicks out devil cult in the treehouse once again. And for me, I was just like. For that to end on something so concrete, mm. as concrete as the dicks out treehouse gang can uh, get, yeah. um, to be like it was the fault of the, the DODC, and it's just like the DODC, okay, I guess, but uh, uh, this was supposed okay. to. 
Yeah. So that was my, but whereas Midsommar, which oh, we yeah. watched. Uh, oh, we stand Midsommar. Oh yeah. Midsommar. Uh, we only watch, we watch the theatrical version. Sure. I'm sure next year we'll watch the, uh, the director's cut, which is eight more hours. Every second of that movie is earned. And at the very beginning, they're basically like, yeah, we're going to go take a vacation at uh, the Dicks Out Devil Cult. Uh, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, Here, yeah, drink these the, drugs. Yeah. Hey, we're, we're all going to, thanks for getting off the plane. We're all going to eat mushrooms and then go hang out with the with the uh, murder cult uh, who have the fucking, uh, the Harley Quinn hammers for when you get too old. Uh, yep. And it's just, and so right from the beginning, it's just like, Oh, okay. So now we're just in the realm of the Dicks Out Devil Cult, and it's so nice. I love me a good daytime horror. Boy, oh, yeah. oh boy. You know, you just you don't get enough of those where the sun is just hitting beaming on you the whole time mm-hmm. and unspeakable shit is happening. The trees are all wibbly. Yeah. Trees are wibbly. A quick Nice use of CGI, Mr. Asta. This is stuff everybody else knows, but it's just like the little sort of jibbly wobbly things that he would mm-hmm. put in the corners of the shots. That's that's good CGI. That flower that winks and blinks. Yeah. That's yeah. good that's CGI. That's you should use it to augment things that exist in real life. You yeah. Bluff. Anyways, I'm old. But uh, but those were great, and I look forward to seeing Bo is Afraid never. It's fair. Fair enough. Yeah. Guess what's on my top? Five stars. Guess what got five stars for Anna. The young lady in the green dress <laughs> with the sequins that are also Christmas trees. I'll watch it. Did you? Oh, wait. Corey, did you see yes, it? Yes. I, oh, I enjoyed Unwanted Thoughts, the movie. <laughs> There's certain things in it that just made me really laugh really hard. And it's got like Patty LuPone in it. Mm-hmm. And oh, there's some right. really spectacular kills. <laughs> oh, it's got, <laughs> wait a minute. She, she has kills? Bo is Afraid has kills? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I thought it was, somebody said, somebody went to Cynodoke, New York, and I crawled under my bed never to return. Yeah, no. Because uh, that, that movie does not, I not, it's horrible. It's a horror movie in that it tried to kill me. Uh, sure. But. I have a weird attitude towards it's, that movie. Uh, but if Bo is afraid is horror, I did not know it was horror. I it thought is. it was just like, I thought it was boy It's a lot of things. Horror is definitely one of them. But like right at the beginning, because this won't really spoil anything about the movie, no. it, you, you kind of see Bo's life, him like walking down the street, and he sees all these people like rampaging around. And there's like specifically a guy who's got his like thumbs in someone else's eye. Oh, like, nice! Right at the start, that's just happening. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. he's like, oh. "Oh, I gotta get home. Gotta lock my door." Yeah. I yeah. Can see. Oh, okay. I thought that. You know what? I thought it was just gonna be about like, again, like just like boy sads that look like a lot of boy sads. It's it's boy sads because he can never have sex. I mean, that would bum me out. I think I enjoy it in a different way than Corey does. <laughs> and I'm not saying, I want to make it real clear that I'm not saying that Corey's enjoying it the wrong way. I just think <laughs> that we, I think we came at it differently. I just thought it was like a bunch of stuff that I hadn't seen on screen in this way before. And it was just real interesting. And it has a lot of tonal shifts. And it was just, I just, I, uh, I had a good time. I mean, I had a bad time, but I had a good time having a bad time. Which I, I mean, c- keep in mind that Antichrist is one of my top five films. 
Yes. I like, I'm not a, I'm not a bad time is a good time kind of gal. It has to be a very specific kind of motion picture for me to be, to be like, cause I'm, I'm mostly, I'm just mostly sad. So I like, I, you know, I'd like things to either be happy or freaky or fucked up. But if it's just like, if it's just like spending time with your sad thoughts, it's like, yeah, I don't know. No, this is more like erase her head. Yeah, well, it's more like a razor head. Yeah, you, you go out and interact with people and it makes no sense what they're doing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This this movie was sold to me wrong. If somebody yeah. had been like, there's there's thumbs in the eyes and it's fucked up and it's like a razor head. Okay. There's, a, there's maybe a little Goyan in there. Mm-hmm. Josh is less afraid. <laughs> there's a joke around our in our household that like when I'm when I'm like real depressed, and not feeling well, I'm like, maybe I'll watch something really awful. And to feel better. <laughs> no, there's a there's a method to my madness. No, 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 no. There's like science proof. Science has like born there. There have been studies done on that. Like sad song, yeah. same difference. I sad song. I don't sad movie. Same, same. Yeah. When I feel real bad, it's nice to feel real bad about something else for a while instead of why I feel bad. If you know what I mean. Oh, I yeah. would. But the whole world revolves around me. So I want to be anxious about something else for a bit. That's kind of what finally got me into horror movies was just like the mm. I'm feeling upset. And I, now that there's people feeling upset about a real problem that they can address. Maybe. Yes, exactly. Concrete issue. A concrete issue or more. I mean, for me, the thing that I love about horror. Well, it's a bunch of stuff because I also just I really like. Just, you know, uh, plucky, low budget filmmaking and people making a lot out of a little and then uh, mm-hmm. getting paid for it. So there's always that kind of like, oh, this is goddamn. I just love filmmakers uh, making a scary movie with a bucket of blood and five dollars. That's that's always my favorite thing. Um, I don't I also like that. Well, it's for me, it's like everything is so terrible. Let me go watch terrible things that could never happen in this dimension get figured out like i don't want to break anybody's heart or anything but we're probably never going to have to deal with a frankenstein you don't know that you're right you're right the world is big and life is long but like we're never going to see we're probably never going to have to deal with the godzilla you know all of the problems all the problems that our world face are like real like just boring shitty awful problems and then horror movie problems are like there's a guy wearing a fucking chef's hat and a robber's mask <laughs> with a circular saw and he's coming at and he's coming after fucking you know our theater camp or something like that that sounds fun uh, i watched that I'm yeah gonna go, i'm gonna go right that what's right that now. one called <laughs> i don't know i mean i saw one of the one of the three or four new no I saw three new movies in the theater this year and one of them of course was Thanksgiving and mm. God here's a statement I'll ne- I've never said before or again God bless Eli Roth for making <laughs> a stupid piece of shit movie that has absolutely no redeeming social value except to see a guy in a pilgrim mask run around and chop up people who did like one episode of Seventh Heaven it's uh. <laughs> it is a it is a good time. I've mm. never it's my first Roth movie because all of his other movies look sure. like a bad time. And this look this was uh 
it uh i saw an interview with him where it was like i really wanted to make it kind of like uh in the style of 90s dimension slashers when i went eh, it's not my thing yeah. but i saw it anyways uh because this is exciting news there is a there's a hundred year old theater here in los angeles california called the vista theater if you saw the picture true romance uh you would recognize uh the front of it it is not in Detroit. It is here in Los Angeles, and it had been closed since. Uh, uh, that's why they showed True Romance. Correct. Uh, anyways, it, blah blah blah. It's this beautiful old movie house. Great place to see a motion picture. It had been closed for a long time. Tarantino bought it, and in stark uh, contrast to the New Beverly, which he also bought, they're only going to try and show, for the most part, first run pictures as long as they're in thirty five. Mm. So Napoleon's there right now. Thanksgiving was there before that. And then opening night, which Kayla and I went to, uh, was uh, True Romance, which uh, we enjoyed very much. Uh, and is, uh, look, that's that's one of those movies. Either you like it or you don't. Uh, we like it and we understand why people don't. But uh, we saw, so I saw Thanksgiving on Glorious 35 millimeter in this beautiful old movie house. And it was just like, it was just the nicest afternoon. And uh, if you like that sort of thing, uh, hold it until next year because uh, it's very seasonal. I don't know why Sony released it a week before Thanksgiving. It makes it dumb. Uh, to It only gives you like a week to be profitable. But they made a sequel, so who cares? Anyway, Corey, Anna, I feel like disassociating for a minute. Talk about the video games you enjoyed this year. Huh? Go, ahead, go, right. go first. I'm just gonna load up my my Steam here. Ah. Uh Dwarf Fortress, always great. Love that. Yeah. yeah. Game as old as time. Uh, the, uh you mean Dwarf Dwarf Fortress is a game as old as time? Yeah, it's super old. Yes. Yes. Oh, I'm sitting back up again. Like Zork days or before that? No. After no, no. that. Oh, okay. But but like ten years. It was yeah, in like alpha for over a decade, yeah. Yeah. And now it's got a Steam version, and they're they're working on getting all of the functionality in it, but, you know, I still like to make my little dwarves run around. Baldur's Gate 3 was really good. Mm. I was super impressed. Like, all of the... Kind of a, a care and attention that was went into it, like... Uh, references and stuff to either things that are D&D specific or from mm. the first two Baldur's Gate games that kind of thing uh is Baldur's Gate is that a uh is that made by uh the folks who make uh, Dungeons and Dragons or are they just or are they just paying tribute uh the studio is Larian uh and they've made some other RPGs of kind of their own okay. uh they did yeah they just licensed the the IP from Watsi. The Wizards of the Coast is the company that makes D&D. Yes, I should know that. A friend, a friend of mine used to work for them. Or maybe still does. I don't know. They're a weird company now. <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, the new Zelda. The new Zelda was great. Right. Here's the kingdom. I have played some of the new Zelda. The only... I played through the first dungeon, or at least the first dungeon I did. The air dungeon. Mm-hmm. I think you're supposed to do that one first. It's hard to tell with the new Zeldas. Um, this one seemed a little bit more eager to point me in a specific direction, which was fine by me. Um, the only reason I stopped playing it is because I was playing in a handheld mode, and I'm like, why are you playing this in handheld mode when you could be playing it on your big TV and enjoying how beautiful it looks? 
playing yourself. Damn. And then, then I just didn't get around to playing it on the big team. From an outsider perspective, I'll go ahead and say that I feel like when, uh, I hope I get this right, it was Breath of the Wild was the last one? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like when Breath of the Wild came out, that went off like a bum. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like even those of us who are not gamers, all six of us, uh, were like, oh, this exists and people are very stoked about it. And then I felt like this one came out and it wasn't, there wasn't as much to do and to da about it. Like, it was like, and now here's another awesome Zelda game. It de- I think it depends on where, like, it, I think it depends on your group or i don't know what you what you what you take in in your personal net kind of because like in my world people were talking about it forever and talking about because you can build stuff in this in this new one and that's the big new mechanic and everybody was going on about it and occasionally complaining that they ruined it because now you have to build stuff all the time instead of doing zelda stuff Mm. i for one welcome another iteration of banjo kazooie nuts and bolts it's been too long (laughs) A game I think only I played and enjoyed. Yep. <laughs> Is it like in a Minecrafty way? Like or like you stick boards and wheels together. together. Yeah. Like, and yeah. you can oh I see. You can jank things up to a ridiculous level if you want. Yeah. And there's lots of stuff that's kinda kinda fun to combine because you can yeah. like stick a cooking pot and it acts as kind of like a ball joint. Oh. So you can stick a laser on a ball joint, and then you've got like a laser death machine. And you can make it fly and stuff. That's not what most people do. There are there are special people who figure these things out, and the rest of us just re- play through and are like, I guess if I put this box on this stick, I can do something. I made a boat, but it only goes backwards. Yeah, I feel like I should have seen more memes. This sounds very this sounds very memeable, and I'm surprised I'm not. But I guess I don't roll in those. I, so you, you, I, I guess, yeah. Well, there you go. I don't. The thing about so here's the thing about Breath of the Wild, and now I'm curious as to why this was Breath of the Wild. I feel like was the kind of thing that like they were talking about it on Entertainment Tonight, like as this okay. like all square the most square portions of the mainstream media were like there's a new zelda game out and everybody's freaking the fuck had it been a minute since there had been a new Mm -hmm. zelda game that explains it but also breath of the wild is substantially different from previous zelda games because previous zelda games were very were like quite linear like you basically you had like sort of eight dungeons and you'd go through them and you'd get new new thing from going through dungeon and now you can get to dungeon like three or whatever and i i love yeah. that loop and there'd i have be no like problem with that loop. one area that was like a big open yeah. field maybe yeah. that you could ride your horse on but that's it the rest is just like little pathways yeah and breath of the wild was basically like okay here's a comparatively small although actually quite large area where you get your abilities to do these like several things that you're going to be able to do throughout the rest of the game and then just like i don't know do whatever you want here's the bosses in the middle when you feel ready, go do the boss. Otherwise, here's a whole giant world that you can like ride your horse through and find hidden things and just generally dick around in as long as you want until you're until you're ready to play the game itself. And people really liked it, especially uh, especially and people came back to it during COVID because it was quite relaxing during COVID to be like sure. have this wide open space that you could just sort of roam around. In. Yeah, that makes sense this beautiful natural world where like and the monsters like it's not full of monsters like they pop out occasionally but there's there's a certain amount of like it's peaceful in this real specific way 
Yep. It's a good game. This sounds, this sounds like a good game. Yeah, it's a real good time. Tears of, uh, Tears of the Kingdom is sort of more of that. I haven't played enough to really have a whole, a real take on it. I like it more. Like, there's just okay. so much to do because the characters are way better in this one. That's one thing I noticed. Well, They're they way like, more... tripled the area that you could right. be in because there's like the sky realm and then there's the dirt mm. and then there's under the dirt. You go down into like spooky caves and do hit rocks. Right. To get rocks. Yeah. You need so many rocks in this you game. Need so many rocks. Yeah. Rocks make the robots work. Yeah, and you need to make the robots work so you can <laughs> so you can get more stuff. Yeah. And then you can get more rocks with it. It's all rocks these days. The rocks make the robots. So there are robots. There are robots. There are robots. Isn't this take place in olden times? Yeah. Are they olden? They're magic they, robots. They're old oh, magic fine. robots. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, duh. Duh. My mistake. It's okay. um, Anna, any other, uh, any other video Ooh. games that you enjoyed? Well, um, surprising no one. Uh, I really liked Spider-Man too. There you go. Uh, it's more Spider-Man. I like Spider-Manning. Uh, I like. I really like that you're playing as both Peter and Miles in this one, and they oh, cool. they legitimately gave them both like approximately the same amount of screen time and the same amount of weight. And I thought that was like because I I was prepared for Miles to be like a quarter of the game or whatever, but they really didn't do that, and I think that was tremendous. And like it's one of those games that well, I I got the platinum trophy on it, so I did everything. And by the time I finished, I'd had a good time and I was I was quite ready to move on to something else. So it was, uh, I played it really solidly for about three weeks before I finished it. So it was, um, yeah, no, but I, I mean, I just like those games. It's uh, again, it's kind of like it's kind of like, um, you know, me liking Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse. I like it because it's Spider-Man. I wish yeah. uh, I wish the Venom stuff didn't tie into Null. Because I have, I don't want there to be a bunch of null shit in my Spider-Man games, but that's just me. I don't think null is interesting. They did this whole thing with the symbiotes, which is like I don't know how much you know about Spider-Man. I, he, I made as my understanding. Yes, that he, that he can does do whatever a spider can. <laughs> I was, there's more. There's more. He spins a web. What? What? Uh, what size? Like how? How big? Well, that's yeah. the, that's the that's the hell of it, Corey. <laughs> Any goddamn size. What? It's crazy. To what, but to what end? Like, what would you even do with a web like that? Well, you know how spiders catch flies. Oh, oh that. yeah. That motherfucker catches thieves like them. Oh. What? No. Oh. That is uh, off the hook. And look, he's strong because uh, he's radioactive blood. We'll just, yes. we'll just all right i'm excited okay. that i'm excited you like a friend of mine is one of the voices on that uh oh, so i think he might be one of the spider-mens his name's yuri lowenthal i was just yeah, gonna be like if you freaking say yuri lowenthal yeah yeah that's your, you, your friends with yuri lowenthal? he's one of the most famous voice voice actors in the world yeah yeah, yeah he's a nice guy <laughs> he likes he likes oh, uh good. he likes fucked up movies but yeah he's one of the spiders man yeah, yeah, one of the spiders, man. Yeah, so I'll tell. This is my favorite story. And this is how I met Yuri. Uh, I went to school. Uh, I went to Rutgers with Tara Platt. 
uh, I was in the uh, I was in the grad playwriting program. She was in the undergrad acting program, and she was in my thesis show. And I always thought she was terrific. She's a hell of an actor. And she kind of disappeared off the map after I graduated, but also, of course, after I leave any institution or company, I never speak to anybody again. So, for all I know, she didn't drop off the map. Cut to my first Comic-Con, which Kayla and I went to randomly because we moved to Los Angeles and I, because I was officially a screenwriter and I found out I could get free passes by just being like, a rural movie? So we went and we were walking around the autograph floor and I see this sign that says, have Tara Platt sign your whatever. And I was like, holy shit, that's fucking <laughs> amazing. Uh, so I stood in line for eight hundred thousand hours uh and when i got there she was sitting next to her husband yuri lowenthal um and so we reconnected and we realized that they lived like basically a 10 minute walk away from where we lived in los angeles yeah we've been by yuri and i we haven't seen as much of each other they had a little one and the COVID happened and now they go they're back to going around to all the conventions and signing things and high-fiving uh but uh we got to we got to have him on the show sometime. Yuri, uh, Yuri likes all the same garbage that I do. So it's going to be, that'll Amazing. be a good time. It might make it harder for him to pick though. Oh, well, no, because you know me, there's a million things I haven't seen. <laughs> I've seen everything and he's seen everything else. You're Alexander Hamilton. And there's a million things you haven't seen. There's a million things I I am constant. I'm constantly reminded that when you like shitty genre films, there it, there's never there's never it is endless, limitless. There's always somebody in El Paso who made a fucking you know cryptid movie for eight dollars in 1975, and Vinegar Syndrome's gonna put it out on 4K, so I'm gonna have to watch it. I watched a uh, a, a very low budget horror movie a little while ago uh, called don't fuck in the woods. And I'm like, I love that title. All right. I'm like, and I'm like, you know what? I'm listening. You know what? They made a movie called don't fuck in the woods. It's about why you shouldn't fuck in the woods because there's a, there's a monster there that will eat you if you do it. And everybody does it anyway. And uh, by God, they went into the woods and made a movie and God love them. Uh, it makes me so happy. It's uh, those when I get those kind of movies on Blu-ray, those are really like they're all I almost want to just skip to the commentary. You know, you got to mm -hmm. watch you're watching the movie to sort of get that out of the way so you can hear some 65 year old motherfucker who thought he was never going to sit in front of a microphone and talk about his movie again or her or there or whatever and just be like, yeah, I made this 35 years ago and they told me they're releasing it from the finest elements they could find and selling it for $60. Hi, I'm going to tell you about how we all ate only Oreos and drank water to make this movie for six years. It's the best. Every, every shitty horror movie is a fucking triumph because making movies is so hard. Okay. Maybe not yeah. all of them. There's some dumb ones out there, but. Oh yeah. But I mean, this is, this one was like charmingly like rough, like, and I, you know what, Josh, if I didn't, if I hadn't met you, yeah. if I didn't, I, if I hadn't been the beneficiary of your experience over these years and your perspective, I think I would have been like, well, this is a terrible movie. This is, there's no money behind it. These people don't really know how to act that well. Why am I watching this? Aside from seeing some, some topless ladies, which, okay, maybe is a good enough reason. I don't know. Uh, but no, I was like, okay, this is like the ramshackle set that 
that Josh is always talking about. I, I get it. I just wish this one character wasn't in it at all. Yeah. No, they're scr- they're scratching it models. It's the it's it's the ninety nine cent store. It's uh you know it's like you're picking. A, no. You don't expect the sweater you buy at the ninety nine cent store to fit you like you you bought it someplace fancy. You buy it because it's got like fucking an up upside down Santa giving the finger or something. Yeah, and you know what? It wasn't. And, and, and you know what? It was a tight like. I think it was like an hour and ten minutes, and yeah. then like twenty minutes of like maybe another ten minutes of bloopers. That's exactly how long movies should be. An hour and 10 minutes. That would be fantastic. I love bloopers. I don't like, I don't like causing them. I don't like effing up a filming, but. You know, you, you know, come in like, like I've got my bloopers planned for the day. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to fall right on my face. That's how good they are. That's how good loading ready run is. They've really yeah. planned their bloopers ahead of time. Usually it's just us hitting people in the head with the boom. So you know, Oh yeah. A classic. <laughs> Well, that's a good boot. And that's then actually the other people on set will just belch into the microphone. So that's how we yeah. that's how we do. Nice. That's how you do. Do you have do you have favorite bloopers, Corey? Is there a movie you can think of that you're like, now those were some quality bloopers? It's often like the Jackie Chan movies. Oh, oh yeah. those are good ass bloopers. Yeah. Like I don't like him breaking a leg, but I want to see him get stuck in a ladder. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking so about. So you like too. Jackie yeah. Chan bloopers that don't end with an ambulance. Yep. Uh, and I also oh. liked the uh, kind of the Pixar Bugs Life style where they yeah. had to generate yeah. bloopers. Yeah, those are good. That is, uh, that's a classic. Those, the fake Pixar bloopers are, uh, are, are quality. I haven't seen Bugs the, Life in so long. The best thing about the movie Cars by a white person. <laughs> For me personally, because I did not enjoy that film, uh, is the is the it's not really a blooper, but the bit at the end where the John Ratzenberg car is like watching the Cars version of all these Pixar movies and realizes that and is like re- real excited for every John Ratzenberg character until he realizes it's this guy just doing the same voice each time and he gets yep. mad. That's like quality. That's great. That's great. That's, you should watch that and like not the rest of Cars. I'm sure if I type in Cars bloopers, it'll come yeah. right up. I had one more movie on my notes for this to talk about because Criterion released a movie called Godland and it's stunningly beautiful. It's like this Danish priest goes to Iceland to take over a church for a small community and it's mostly just him trying to schlep this old-timey camera around. It's at the glass plate Mm. style and uh, so it's like the photos he takes and then him, I guess, uh, deciding he made a bad choice <laughs> about being in Iceland. Mm. Would it benefit from the hey, check it out treatment? Should we watch it all at some point? It's a lot of people walking a long time and then a lot of stuff about religion. So I don't know. Mm. Mm. Like, it's, well, it's more of a vibes movie. Oh, uh, yeah. I do enjoy a vibe. Um, well, that sounds very cool. Uh, how about tunes? You two get any any tunes? Any mm. any jams? You got any bops? I made myself a mix of music to listen to while I fall asleep, and that screws up my end of the year anything because it's like, oh, you really like LCD sound system, which is not untrue. I love LCD sound system, but it's also because I listen to Get Innocuous like a hundred times this year because it's one of the songs I like to start falling asleep to. 
Sure, this is a good vibe for falling asleep. And also, I like to count the I like to count the measures uh, between between the second last line and the last line, and be like, if I had to do this at karaoke, I could just turn around and nail this thing. I'd be like, I would I would say get innocuous right when I'm supposed to. So it's hard for me to say. When I was off to see Thanksgiving, this is all, my memory only goes a month back. Uh, when I was off to see Thanksgiving, uh, I walked to the Vista and it's about an hour and a half walk from my apartment uh, on, a, on a lovely November uh, Los Angeles afternoon. And so I decided that would be the, uh, the perfect opportunity to listen to the Andre 3000 record. Oh. And, and weather, weather permitting in your area, I highly <laughs> recommend slapping that on and just going for a good long ass walk. It's the it's the perfect. Uh, I think before it was it was about to come out, everybody was kind of like an Andre three thousand flute, untethered flute jazz. Okay, it's it's wonderful. I mean, I don't know if I, I don't know if I would like put it on all the time, but it's very meditative and very like. You know, it's like it's not exactly ambient, it's not exactly jazz, but it's just for a nice stroll. Uh, mm-hmm. If you're listening in Canada next, uh, you know, June when everything thaws, go for a nice walk, enjoy that record. Uh, you'll enjoy it. It's it's good Things stuff. Things thaw faster here because of global warming. Oh, thank God! No. What a relief. <laughs> now you can Actually, enjoy the, that Andre 3000 record sooner. Yeah. Next time there's a heat dome, just pop that in. Oh my God. Uh, hit the streets. Oh, so many heat domes. Uh, here's what I'm going to do because I don't know if I have like a new album of this year specifically. I don't think I've been listening to a lot of new music this year. Oh God. I don't care. Just say anything. Yeah. No, I'm going to talk. I'm just going to give a brief little spiel about like what is probably. Generally speaking, my favorite album for the last, I don't know, decade-ish, which is the um, first and really only like proper album from You Love Her Because She's Dead, which are which are a British electronic group, which um, only one member of which is currently active and recently changed. Well, not that recently, like last year, changed the name of the group to just You Love Her because he was having trouble um, in certain markets getting um, traction because sure. of the whole because she's dead part. Um, they have their they have a debut album that is self-titled and is like. Just like thumpy electronica turned up real loud constantly with screamy female vocals on it and i it's just like if you want to know like one like a platonic ideal that i have from one kind of music that i like it's this yeah it's Mm. like so so really good and it's not a it's not a long album i think it's like 40 minutes and it's i don't know and there's just like a lot of tracks on there that i'm really dig into and sometimes i just want to put it on when I'm having a bad day and I need to hear somebody scream for a while. Shriek. I really like it, but that nobody's ever awesome. heard of them but me, I feel like. Well, I've now, never met one other person who said that they knew who they were, and I'm almost certain he was a liar. Now our our vast our vast audience are our vast audience. Uh, Please our, check our them che- out. Our checkers. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, check it out. Yeah. Our yeah. hey checkers. I don't know if blank check what do blank check call their fans? Checkies? Mm. or blankies checksters yeah yeah Although i think i think they're finally going off the air so griffin can... babies 
That's it. Jim yeah. Henson's Griffin Babies. Yep. <laughs> any uh, any tunes float your boat this year, Corey? I started listening to the Ting Tings. We started nothing. Mm-hmm. When I when Kayla and I moved to Los Angeles, that was when the radio was playing. That's not my name. Every hour on the hour and that is a fucking monster song i assume mm-hmm. the rest of the album is great if you're super excited mm-hmm. about it yeah and then the, the album includes some more like it's the different mixes on some of the songs sure so a little more acoustic-y that's fun um a lot of cover music uh tenacious d did a cover of wicked game that was really good oh that's awesome uh, i started listening to weather report and oh. <laughs> that got me into Manhattan transfer because uh, they so they're like a jazz vocal quartet. Uh, they do harmonies. Oh, I know old. who the Manhattan yeah. transfer are. Uh, so, <laughs> so it was like they did a version of Birdland. Oh, and they incredible. They made up words for it. It's great. Yeah. Well, OK, so not the not the Patti Smith Birdland. No, no, no. Um, so I so don't worry, be happy was a number one jam. And so as a result of that, back in the uh Dizzy, I was like, I want to hear more Bobby McFerrin. And uh he has less poppy, more jazzy records than uh, that one that the Simple Pleasures, I think, was what uh, the big record was called uh, that had Don't Worry Be Happy. So he's got like actual like jazz records and uh, Manhattan Transfer did a couple duets with him, which are pretty mm. astounding. And I don't remember if this was one of them, but I am a huge fan of their cover of Another Night in Tunisia. Okay. Uh, <laughs> which is wonderful. Uh, Manhattan Transfer, great. How did you get into the weather report, though? I'm curious. Is it JoJo? It's JoJo. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> the Jackies. Jo- wait, JoJo, the guy with the cherry? The, no, JoJo's, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. There's a character named Weather Report. No, that's what I'm talking about. I oh, only know. The, uh, oh, that yes. guy. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. That's, no that's... That is literally the only thing I know about that show because we clipped it on Will Wheaton, on the Will Wheaton show on sci fi when that was a thing that I did 100,000 years ago. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, that's, and I wanted to call it JoJo's Awesome Experience, but that's not what it's called. What is it called? JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. There you go. Oh, I was close. Yeah. And so that. That JoJo from that series grows up and has a daughter and she gets arrested. And so she's in jail and all this other stuff. My favorite character is called Foo Fighters. And she's a sentient bunch of plankton that take over dead bodies. And that's Foo Fighters. But then Weather Report's also there and he just Mm -hmm. lost his memories. Uh by the way, as a side note, and this is this is the beigest, oldest guy thing I will say on this episode, probably. The new Foo Fighters record is really good. That came out this year. Mm. Um, okay. hey, yeah, everybody, you two will take my word for it. It's it's uh, Their last a million records have been real sappy, middle-of-the-road shit. And I like the Bee Gees it, covers. The Bee Gees covers were wonderful. Yeah. They're fun. That's the thing is that when they allow themselves to have fun, they're awesome. And for some reason, they became just like a mid-tempo anthem band. Yeah. Uh, and But that new record, and you never want to be like, well, this guy died, and then they made an awesome record but... because they absolutely fucking had to. But mm. 
that guy died and they made a fucking mm. awesome record. I remember having a debate with a, my one of my most obstinate friends who was like, you know, the lyrics are so on the nose. The record could have been called Taylor died and it was a giant bummer. And it's like Taylor died and it was a giant bummer. Like, I don't expect I, you know, I don't walk into McDonald's and expect a fucking filet mignon and I don't listen to the Foo Fighters and expect like these amazing, like the use of like metaphor and simile. Like he's just like, mm. you dad, it sucked. We were brothers. And it's just like, yeah, that's, that's what Dave Grohl's got in the tank. And it smokes. The record smokes. It's uh, there's some real good stuff on it. May I talk about another album and then I'll shut Go up. Go for it. Please. I was on strike this summer. Uh, and, and fall and some of the spring I was on strike for most of the year. And, uh, I got kind of duped into being a strike captain, not officially, as it turns out, I did find out, uh, after the strike was over that the WGA never knew that I served, which is a beautiful cap to a summer of having, uh, to a summer of having, uh, other writers look at me and just be like, wait, do I have to take you seriously? Are you a homeless man? What's going on? But uh, I was, uh, I, I did, uh, I, I was like a strike captain, which just meant I made sure that people didn't get hit by cars and that they had enough like cold water to drink, uh, which brought out like kind of the grandfather, my, my grandfather in me. I just, just sort of like, right. all right, I'll do what I can. But I had to make a lot of playlists. Uh, and, uh, I, I, and I realized pretty quickly, like the cross populace, of humans who come and strike do not have the same taste in music that I do. So I was watching a lot of like, we get uh, like, there's an MTV chat. I think it's called MTV live on the cable box. Cause we have one and they at night during the day, they show all of their terrible MTV programmings. And then at night at like 11 o'clock on, they show like videos, they show like newish music, videos. music really? videos, from new artists. That's how, I just, that's how I discovered uh, Kayla's sister wife, Lotto, for example. Uh, she's a rapper. Uh, and in addition to uh, having a great attitude, she also has her own brand of Hall's cough drops. But hmm. I think she did a Nardwar interview. That makes sense. Uh, she's neat. And I understand she also makes music. Uh, but uh, she, But I caught this video... Uh, some uh, some rock in Espanol, uh, a song called Florecita Roquera uh, by an artist named Talia. Uh, and I saw the video and it is like, it has like a D-Light slash Flower Kid vibe, but the song is like this real peppy. I was watching it and I was like, this feels like a kind of like 60s, 70s up-tempo fun number and she seems absolutely fascinating whoever this young person is it's just this fucking killer pop song so i looked her up and uh talia is my age uh and she has she's like if she's not mexico's madonna she has been on the pop and dance scene for 600,000 years. Uh, like, I think she started as like a child star. Uh, and she put out a record in the last couple of years called Talia's Mixtape. Uh, and it is all covers of songs from across the Spanish diaspora. Hope I said that word right. I've only seen that in writing. Uh, and so like from South American bands and uh, Spanish bands and Mexican bands and all over the place. Uh, and so they're all covers. And it is one of my favorite pure pop records 
that I've heard in a long time uh, because it's kind of an educate as you entertain. You hear a song and you go, oh, who recorded that? I've never heard of that band, blah, blah, blah. She's got, there's a, uh, there's a documentary that went along with it on Netflix that I absolutely have to watch at some point. Uh, but uh, like I said, it's called Talia's Mixtape. It's got one of every kind of song on it. Uh, it's all in Spanish. Hopefully uh, you just deal with it if you're the kind of person who's like, mm -hmm. I need it to be in English. Shut up. I don't know. I don't listen to lyrics anyways usually. Mm -hmm. Who cares? It's just another instrument. It's so good. It's such a good, fun, happy record. Uh, and uh, if you're inclined to go down a rabbit hole of uh, music in Espanol, uh, it will absolutely take you there. I love it. I actually I actually remembered an album that I did listen to this year that, that more than once that I enjoyed, um, which is the, um, I believe, I believe uh, eponymous uh, first album by Wet Leg. Oh, uh, great record! Great. Yeah, you all oh, know Wet Leg. A great record. Let's have them on the show. Yeah, <laughs> let's, let's, let's pivot the show. Let's the just show. get let's get Wet Leg. Just yeah, let's just hang get out leg. with us casually. I feel, like, I feel like what would happen is that if that if this did ha even occur, that like the one the 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 lead singer would actually talk, and then the other girl would just would sit, sit there. quietly. Yeah, <laughs> because that seems to be her deal, and I love it. They're great. They're they're great. They're, they're fun and like a little bit dirty and just just a good good poppy like kind of angry time to listen to they were part of the coachella stream which they my uh, yeah. which my wife and i watch uh every year until they make us pay for it mm -hmm. uh and uh they were absolutely fantastic they put they on a real good show great at coachella yeah fantastic I, lo I love them they're great they are great that's all i have to say about that that's all you have to say about that. Same, same for the, like basically the same for the Linda, Linda, Lindas, Linda, Lindas, Linda, anyway. Lindas. Yeah. yeah, they're also like some very real young girls doing some real good music. And uh, their Coachella first Coachella set was marred by massive technical difficulties, and they they pioneered through like a bunch of troopers, and I think they're fantastic. Uh, also from Coachella this summer, uh, I, I'm sure they would love that a 51 year old cis guy is advocating <laughs> for them. Muna, I really liked Muna a whole lot. Uh, mm. They are a uh, they are a queer femme punk pop band that doesn't even really sum it up, uh, but they are they are absolutely terrific. Basically, it's the kind of thing that if you haven't heard of them, you should check them out. And if you have heard of them, you're listening to them already uh, because uh, it's uh, mm. they, they were they, they're very people get very excited about them. They're a super fun band. And uh, for their encore, Boy Genius came out and uh, gave uh -huh. them their blessing. That record's also real good. That Boy Genius record, another album that I'm sure they're like, hey, Josh, that's OK. You you don't have to say anything about our record. <laughs> no, they probably that's love it. That's they're fine. chill. Yeah. I mean, I will say this. They absolutely did make a record that they wanted every person in the country, regardless of age, sex, gender, proclivity, whatever. They made a big record. That You don't get an album nominated for that many Grammys unless you sat down and went, we're going to make a big ass album that gets not the only other record I can think of. And it's a completely different record that got that kind of like red carpet rollout was uh Daft Punk's Random Access Memories. Oh, oh yeah. 
they're very they're not similar records but they're very similar in that they were both sold in the way that records used to be so there's a billboard on sunset boulevard they're going to do all the talk shows they're going to do all the chat shows they're going to have all the magazine interviews they're going to do this this and this while taylor swift is now big enough that she can just like Instagram herself opening a fortune cookie with two numbers on it. And people are like, we'll talk about this for the rest of our lives. We've figured out her next 12 records. Boy genius does not want to, they don't want you to solve any puzzles. They just want you to fucking buy that record. And it's a great record. Hmm. I, I will say that like, Angie hero is a great song by Taylor Swift. And it was like, it was a, a little bit my anthem for the summer. Oh yeah, I played that on the line a whole bunch. That uh, I tried to do a little mix, you know. Uh, yeah. But uh, but yeah, any hero. That's a good walking around in a circle, being bratty song, which was basically our job. It's a good quoting when you're not feeling great kind of song. It's like, hey, I am the problem. It's me. Uh, did I? Did either of you see the big uh, singing, dancing Taylor Swift the movie movie? No, no, not at this yeah. point. No, uh, okay, my dad okay. keeps asking me if I'm going to watch it and <laughs> Killers of the Flower Moon. And I'm like, uh, Dad, no. Double feature. I, uh, yeah. oh, I'm not God. into Taylor so Swift and I don't have to watch it just because it's Scorsese. No. There's so much Scorsese I haven't seen. And I'm no. like, and, and like, I might, I might see it at some point. I'm not against it. It's just. Uh, Scorsese's not as weird as I like my movies generally. Yeah, like Wolf of Wall Street's pretty weird, but yeah, like, it is. Yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah. I Tex just yeah. Taxi, Dri Taxi Driver is a not unweird movie. His oh earth. sure, that, yeah. That's, um, oh, that one with Nicolas Cage is the ambulance driver. That's oh, a nice I never saw movie. that. Uh, bringing out the dead. Yeah, bringing out the. It's a good movie. Uh, Scorsese. Yeah, he's like, he's got a lot more range than like After Hours. Nice weird movie. Yeah, he did Corman movies. He did, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. he directed Boxcar Bertha. I think that's the one that he did. Yeah, he got yeah maybe like like ninety percent of uh you know kind of the boomer uh, generate. It's like they either went to UCLA or they went to Corman, uh, <laughs> yeah. and uh, Scorsese went to Corman. Yeah. Speaking of Corman, uh, I got to talk about the greatest thing in the world that happened to me, and I'll keep it real quick. Uh, but uh, Kayla and I went to the uh, hmm. Joe Bob Briggs Drive-In Jamboree uh, in Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Joe Bob Briggs, uh, since the late 70s, has been uh, America's first, last, and probably only uh, drive-in. I mean, there are more now, but he, in 1970-whatever, he was working for the Houston Chronicle, I believe, some Texas newspaper, and decided that he was only going to review the movies that played at the drive-ins and he has made himself a, uh, a self-styled uh, expert on genre films and uh, he's had a show off and on for many years uh, first on uh, Showtime I believe and then on TNT and now on the Shutter channel uh, and they're all variations of the same thing which is he comes out he says a little about the movie we're about to see gives you some background you watch some of the movie, he pops in every real change or so, gives you more background on it. Uh, he's been doing this for a while and uh, he got a lot of fans. Uh, so now he gets to uh, every year since I think it might have started before the pandemic, but not too long ago. He picks a different drive-in theater in the United States of America every year and does a weekend-long essentially outdoor con uh, for uh, for lovers of genre film, lovers of a show. So Kayla and I, uh, in the first like real 
big thing around other people that we did uh besides the strike of course mm-hmm. the strike made me a lot happier about like i guess i can go outside and live my life again uh because i had no choice with the strike but uh we went to las Vegas, nevada at the uh, west wind drive-in theater where they took over all six screens and uh watched a variety of movies but the best thing that happened that weekend besides the fact that we like made friends as adults which i've hmm. heard doesn't happen anymore no uh, oh. You know, I've been to a lot of cons and I've met a lot of wonderful people. I've met, I mean, certainly Corey, I met you because of a con and mm-hmm. Anna threw that and, you know, mm-hmm. blah, 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 and, and that sort of thing. But there was always the one big sort of stumbling block with me and most cons, which is the I don't give a rat's ass problem. I love anything that makes my friends happy, but like, I'm not, uh, I'm not a swords and dragons, comic books, Dr. Whovian kind of Star trek guy. And so I was always a little like, well, this is fun and I can be happy anywhere as long as there's beer and shouting. But it, this was the first time that I had been to an con shaped event where everybody and I were on the same page and Kayla as well, because we're both big fans of Joe Bob and we're both big fans of genre cinema. And so it was great to kind of walk in and just be like, I like that. You like that. We all like the same thing. All oh, right. That's why these conventions are awesome. That's why this is great, because for the most part, I do a lot of I don't have a lot of friends IRL who are like horror and genre. I've never had the you know, I have some friends who are genre movie fans, but not necessarily as far flung as my tastes are. Uh, And certainly most of my friends are not horror folks. And so over the last few years, as I've been getting more and more into it, people have been like whispering to Kayla, like, is Josh okay? He watches a lot of scary movies. Is he making making you watch scary movies? Are you okay? (laughs) It was really nice to go to a place where uh, there was – just like that spiel that I did right now to explain who Joe Bob was, it was nice to go to a place where I didn't have to explain who that is, much in the same way that I'm sure if you go on the Joko cruise, that's a whole week that you don't have to be like, well, he's on, wait, wait, don't tell me. And he did the, did you play Portal? You know, there's none of, everybody just, everybody just fucking knows the shit that you like and you know the shit that they like. Uh, and that's not always a guarantee that I'm going to get along with people. See also the entire writer strike where we all do the same thing for a living. And yet I, I I'm a, it's me. I'm the problem. It's me. Uh, but, uh, but so oh. the best part of that is that uh, we got to see Roger Corman. Roger Corman came out on oh. stage and spoke and was interviewed by Joe Bob Briggs for the better part of 90 minutes. And then halfway through that, Mr. Bruce Dern, who is 10 years younger than Roger Corman, which is to say Dern is 87 and Corman is 97 fucking years old. And those two just kibitzed and talked about the old days with the Corman's a little less spry, but Bruce had enough for both of them. For me, it was just like, That's the thing that got me through this year was that I was going to have an opportunity to be 20 feet away from Roger Corman, who I believe to be one of the most important people in the history of 20th century film. And that's not, that's not irony. That's not, it's just like, we wouldn't have a lot of the things we have without Roger Corman. Uh, mm-hmm. And I won't get into it because I'm, I'm monopolizing conversation. Well, I, I watched his uh, Fall of the House of Usher in preparation oh. for the Mike Flanagan series. Oh, and yeah, that was so much fun. Vincent Price died blonde. Like what? 
tattooed on my brain for the rest of my life. I used to be, and I still am, none of them are listening, because uh, I have friends in the organization. I am not as much of a Mystery Science Theater 3000 fan as I used to be. Anna and I were talking about this mm. before the thing started rolling, because I realized, but I love genre filmmakers, and I love genre film, and I don't think they all deserve to be made fun of, uh, because they worked real hard. And some people still make absolute shit, and that's, you know, that's its own thing. But I remember they were doing Corman's The Undead, which is one of the movies that he kind of pooped out in 20 minutes in black and white, and it doesn't make any sense, and it's not, it's... Sven Gulli's doing it in a couple of weeks and I'm excited to watch it again just without people making fun of it, but uh, he's another horror host. Anyway, fuck. Sorry, guys. I, I talk too much. No, anyways, Undead. No. What's, what's uh, tattooed on your brain? Oh, the thing that's tattooed on my brain is that an incompetent thing happens and uh, Crow says, yeah, Corman's a good director. There was always this sort of, you know, people would be like, well, Corman's movies are not necessarily always the best, but he did the best with what he had and blah, blah, blah. And that is a thousand percent true of Corman's like black and white slapped together in a weekend kind of movies. His Poe movies mm. with Vincent Price are so fucking good that they completely erase the the idea because, you know, oh, well, he's more of a producer or he's more of like a connector. He was a good eye for talent. No, House of Usher is a beautiful movie the colors in that thing mm -hmm. uh i was really hoping that that was going to be one of the ones that they showed uh but instead they showed uh uh after the corman interview uh well they showed bucket of blood first which is like mm -hmm. little shop of horrors but with beatniks and it's wonderful uh and then they showed the wild angels which is a bruce dern nancy sinatra biker movie which i would have enjoyed a lot more had i remembered or not had been I guess when it happened, I, I realized like, oh, right, that was a big part of it. But what I forgot about 1960s bikers is that they had a lot of swastikas going on. Oh, yeah. Oh. Like Bruce Dern's, uh, there's a scene in his bedroom and he has literal swastika bed sheets. And I was just like, well, this mm. is an awful lot. Um, it is a silly, a silly, dumb biker movie. Also the source of Primal Scream's uh, loaded sample. We want to be free to do what we want to do. And we want to get loaded oh. and have a good time. That's Bruce Dern. Um, mm. But then the posture resistance is that at two o'clock in the morning, they started rolling the trip, which is, oh, yeah. and the plot of the trip is, Bruce Dern takes acid. That's it. And then that's 90 minutes of a camera getting waved around and like gloopy things happening. So not Steve Coogan and, and Rob Brydon going Steve to restaurants. Nary, nary a Michael Caine impression, Coriander. <laughs> but just the experience of getting to watch the trip at two o'clock in the morning at a Vegas drive-in is just like, it's one of the, literally one of the best things that ever happened to me. And it made this whole shitty year worth it. Hey, you two, did you have moments that made this whole shitty year worth it? I have two cats now and my girlfriend moved in with me and we got the cats before she moved in. <laughs> Jen's mom had, um, had a barn cat that had kittens and we'd been talking about getting a cat after Jen moved in. And we saw we were kept looking at the pictures of barn cats, and because her mom was like, "Do you want one of the cats?" And we we're like, "Oh, they're so cute because they're little tiny barn cats." And we were like, "All right, well, yeah, let's let's take one." And I kind of fell in love with this white, this little white kitty who has like who had like a orange Y shaped um, 
mark on on uh, his head. And so we just we went up to the to her place uh, out in the country. Went down to her place out in the country to uh, to see them. And there, like there, there, like there were like five of them. And there were um, there's the one that I liked. Uh, there's the one that Jen was really fond of, which was a little tabby with the cutest little face. And then there were three other cats that were all like sort of like tortoise shell, orange and black and gray. Um, and they seemed to have kind of formed like a trio. And so we were like, okay, well, and, and Jim was like, well, we'll get, the, we'll get the white one that you want or we'll discuss it. And we went to see them to see like, you know, get a little time physically with them to see what they were like. And Jim's mom casually like, you know, you could take two if you wanted. <laughs> it's just like, and my heart was like, we could take two. We must. Take. I just like turned over on it so fast. <laughs> so we got, we got the tabby and we got the, the white cat and that white cat's yogurt. He was very small. Now he weighs like four and a half kilos. Is it yogurt because of the Y shaped mark? Yes. I was insistent <laughs> that he had to have, that he had to have a name that started with Y and one of my, and I had Yorick as the name for, a, for if he was a boy, cause we didn't know yet. And then none of my, none of my girl names were floating. And I was like, okay, we'll come up with a gender neutral one. How about yogurt? And it just sort of stuck. And then Jen named the tabby Pepper because she wanted to stick with the, the theme. And Pepper was a lot more gray when she was younger. Pepper's still small. She's like half the size of yogurt. And yogurt's real, a real big lad. Real, real unit. And they're great. And they've just made like the last, like the, this half of the year since we got them. Because we had them for about six months or so now. Just like, I mean, they're extremely frustrating in some ways because they're cats. And they like to go where they don't, we're not supposed to. And we eventually had to, I had to give up the idea that we were going to control where the cats were going to go for the most oh, part yeah. and what they were going to do. And we just have to sort of arrange things around that. And they're, they're still basically kittens. So they like to run around like crazy, crazy animals all over the place. And they like to get up and like go where my, where my Lego Nintendo entertainment system is and knock the controller off the, off the shelf well, for reasons. Sure. I don't know. Cats, cats are jerks, jerks. They're lovable yeah. jerks. Yeah, yeah, and then like sometimes I'm lying on the couch and they just both come up and snuggle up with me, and it's great. And I, you know, it's like we have a little family. Fantastic. Are these your first pets as an adult human? I've never had. We never had uh, cats or dogs when I was growing up. My mom's allergic to cats. I'm actually allergic to cats too, but I take medication for it, and I kind of, I think I got accustomed to their catness because. In Hunger Games, uh, I got accustomed to their dander or whatever because like, they were here so young. Um, I don't really have allergy problems around them. They can get all up in my grill and it's fine. Good. But yeah, so it's my first time actually. And I, my my last relationship, um, my partner had a cat that she brought into the relationship. But I was always kind of he was he was an older cat. We were, I was a little bit like worried about allergies, so I was a little standoffish with him. So this is really the first time I feel like I've bonded with like. A pet that was bigger than a hamster. Yes, and it's great. I love it. I'm a I'm a I'm a trans lesbian cat lady, and it's perfect for me. It's beautiful. Yeah. I love this for me. Kayla and I were walking around the neighborhood today, and the pet adoption was out, so we were looking at dogs. And I kind yeah. of I kind of said like, yeah, you know, obviously the rest of the year is going to be kind of a clusterfuck, but you know, January, February, March, uh, we should uh, we should really get it get going on that. And she was just like January. And I went. <laughs> 
Nice. I guess I guess January is when this is going to happen. <laughs> well, congratulations. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Corey, uh, did, a nice thing that happened to you this a nice year. Thing. A nice thing. I got to, like, travel again. Ooh. Got to go, go to Seattle oh, yeah. a couple mm. times. Yeah. Uh, and I'll be heading up to my parents for, for Christmas. But, uh, yeah, just... I. I love to travel, and so sitting here in my room for like three years was unpleasant. Oh yeah, yeah. And I, I, I did end up making friends throughout the year, kind of, and so yeah. I got to see them while I was down in Seattle. So that's great. Yeah, that was good. I also got my wisdom teeth removed, which I had been waiting for like mm. decades to have happen. So that was nice. How did the, uh, I'm sure everybody who listens to this knows this because uh, you're famous, but like, uh, how did you, how'd you do with the driving the bus around? Did you make a zillion dollars? I made a zillion dollars. Hey, and, congratulations. Uh, so one of the reasons I went down to Seattle was because the charity that we fundraise for called Child's Play yep. does a yearly uh, like silent auction dinner, fancy yeah. thing. And typically we go down and present the check from the year, the big giant novelty check. Yep. Uh, but this year they scheduled the party for the night before we started. Perfect. So we went and presented a blank check that we were going to fill out later. But I went down a week early. Everyone else just popped down like the day before. And so mm. I got to like hang out with friends, did a whole makeover thing, mm. got like my nails did. Oh, that, nice. was, that was great. Oh, you know what? Now that I think about it, I remember some pictures of you on the gram of uh, you and a step and repeat and everybody looking just smashing. There's usually a photographer there and this time they just like had like a ring light with a thing to put your phone in but you have to take the photos yourself. It's cheaper. It's honestly cheaper. Why would you, you know, save the money, give it to the kids? Yeah. 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 And the pictures look good. Yeah. Good. Well, it is... Uh... It is the holiday season. That's why we're doing this. And uh, and a ding-de-dong and a whoop-de-doo. Let's talk about holiday movies for a few minutes. Oh, sure. Do you two have, do you two have like holiday movie traditions? Do you have things that you got to watch every year? Things you got to do every year? I got stuff that I will watch. Like I'll sort of cycle through, depending. Like um, generally speaking, every, at least every couple of years, I like to watch um, the animated Grinch. Like the good. Yeah, Jones one because it's shit. perfect in every way. Um, this year, uh, like we usually try to watch Christmas movies in 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 December together. So um, this year, I want to uh, introduce Jen to Christmas Evil because oh, my it's heart, so good. my heart, I love that movie. It's so good. I just like making double features. So I'm doing. I've, we watched Christmas Evil for the first time last year, and we loved it. Ooh. This year, it is part of a double feature, the name of which is Holy Waters, and it is Christmas Evil with John Waters' commentary. Oh. Because it's his favorite Christmas movie. Sure. And then I'm following that with Female Trouble, which is a Christmas movie for exactly five minutes. That's enough. It felt right. It felt right. Uh, man, Christmas Evil's incredible. You ever see that, Corey? Nope. Oh, Jesus oh, it's Christ. It's a good time fucking incredible going on the list so i'm, I'm gonna just pop that in i just want to say josh that i really enjoy the double features that you do and the very good names that you come up with them and it's uh i always look forward to that in the uh in the halloween and uh 
mm-hmm. Christmas seasons. It's, it's, it's a little little bit of joy every every day. Well, there's that, and then like the very enthusiastic write-ups. Yeah, and the very enthusiastic write-ups. But it's just it's a highlight of my day whenever you're doing those. And the invariable question: Why don't you? Why aren't you posting these on Letterbox? And then the answer yeah. is because I don't fucking feel like it. Because you don't need a bunch of people getting all up in your grill. A friend of mine asked me that, and my new stock answer was, uh, I'm not really a movie guy, uh, (laughs) which I I find to be just the perfect, you know what, though? It really shuts things down. Yeah. That's fair. Not really a movie guy. Um, (laughs) Slam the door. (laughs) I mean, I only watched like 81 movies this this October, I can't really. Yeah, but I'm not. A, but I'm not like I don't even think they call it that anymore because Twitter doesn't exist. But it's like I'm not a film Twitter guy. I'm not an mm. intellect when it comes to it. I just like shit and I like watching a bunch of movies and having a good time and eating popcorn. But uh, so you're watching Christmas Evil this year, Corey? How about you? You said you're going to when you go home for the Corey the fam the Dickinson family Christmas. Uh, on CBC this Friday, 9 p.m. Uh, are there things that your family does, your movies you watch together or anything like that? Nope, nothing oh, particular. Uh, we will try to do like a theater visit, like mm. the whole group, you know, like the adults and the kids all down to the movies, maybe some of the cousins. Uh, although I think this year maybe the plan's to do curling, but I don't know. Oh. Uh, I don't typically like re-watch movies. Like I don't... Unless okay. it's for like a like a comfort thing or like a specific reason, like I want to remember something, yeah. I don't. Uh, and specifically like Christmas movies, just because of like growing up with not necessarily cable, but you know them doing the seasonal movie thing, and then a uh, number of years where I was. Uh, when I would visit my dad, uh, just get stuck with a babysitter, and they only had like the Chipmunks Christmas on VHS. Oh, so no. I just kind of watched that on repeat mm-hmm. for years. Uh, <laughs> and I'd never, I don't need to watch it anymore. I don't really need to. I'm reasonable, not. reasonable, reasonable request. Was it new Chipmunks, or was it like the Chipmunk Christmas special from like the when that single yeah. first dropped? Yes, it was. It mm-hmm. was the original one. That's cool. Yeah. That's at least cool. But still, you don't want to watch it 100,000 million times. Nope. Yeah. Part of the joy of Christmas for me and the way that I grew up is watching the same six movies over and over again. And one of the reasons why I initiated sort of the random draw for both Halloween and for Christmas is because left to my own devices, I will watch all the versions of A Christmas Carol and <laughs> a couple other things and wait Christmas and be done with it. Mm. I also think in the last few, so like, I try and mix that up and the Christmas batch has more repeats than Halloween does. Halloween is about uh, mm-hmm. in October is about watching as many new movies as I possibly or new to me movies. Whereas Christmas is more of a mix. Mom was here in town this week. So the last night she was here, we watched white Christmas, uh, which I think is an almost perfect movie. Uh, and I found out that it was directed by the same guy who directed terror at the wax museum from 1931. <laughs> Everything's connected. Everything's always connected. You can love both things. You can love weird kitsch and you can love horror movies because the same people made all of it. Who's to say that horror movies aren't weird kitsch? Some of them are. Some of them are, yeah. Oh, and my mom, uh, I so I set up a mini random draw for Ma, and uh, the first night she was here, she pulled Come to the Stable, which I never watched as a kid, even though my mom loved it because it was in a boring adults talking movie. Mm-hmm. 
And it is a movie about two nuns who walk into someplace in New England or like, we want to build a children's hospital. And everybody's like, I don't know. And the movie is literally just about how everybody has to do whatever a nun says. Like nuns basically have the superpower of being completely annoying and basically making ridiculous demands. And then everybody goes, mm, mm, fine, you're a nun. Um, and the other thing is back in the old days, people just like to see nuns doing congruous things. Like there's a sure. scene, there's a scene where a nun like changes a tire and there's a scene where a nun plays a full set of tennis hmm. or a full match of tennis. And I can just imagine my grandfather seeing it and being like, you'd never believe it. This nun was running around with a tennis racket playing tennis and she changed a tire. You think she can change a tire? No, then my kid's worthless. She can, this nun can change a tire. And like people yeah. just fucking loved they wanted the singing nun they wanted the flying nun they wanted the bells of saint mary's nuns people love nuns and i don't quite get it but i guess people just yeah they were more religious i have no idea people just love was there a nun period in canadian entertainment like do you feel well, like was there not separate from mm -hmm. the american stuff like sister act no yeah even sister act, music count I think that's what did it, Anna. You you nailed it. Everybody loved the sound of music so goddamn much yeah. that everybody was just like, "Yeah, people want nuns. They want nuns. What are you gonna do?" <laughs> yeah, that's that's the takeaway. Not people want Chewy Andrews. Nope, nerds. <laughs> Give me nerds. So I've got some new stuff. We've really expanded the definition of Christmas movies in the last 20 years. So you can watch just about goddamn whatever as long as there's a tree in it. Sure. Um, including not limited to murder in a blue world yeah I was, yeah exactly I, yeah i was just i just finished listening to the po the podcast murder in a blue world and i was going to be like are you, you following up on your plan you know i just watched it but now i feel like i it's figuring out what to pair with it right well you don't have to worry about this um find another color color based film that's set at christmas perfect uh a, a, a masterpiece um you're going curling yeah yeah <laughs> yeah so it was just like hey if we rent the curling hall in taylor or whatever we can we can drive down because it's going to be like a three-hour drive to get there uh and then i guess we'll do curling and ian's apparently never really done it or hasn't done it since he was we i haven't ever curled oh well i grew up in the city it's basically it's Big thing shuffle. It's not shuffle big thing shuffleboard. I, I, I know. Oh, you're not explaining. You're not curling explaining to me. It's a crocodile, but yeah, you, yeah. It's a straight line. I've seen it. Yeah, I, yeah, it's like it seems to have aspects of both shuffleboard and bocce or horseshoes. Like yeah. there's like mm -hmm. you got to get close. You got to you throw a thing and you got to get close to the thing and you can't go past the thing. You know what it is? It's the brooms. The, it's brooms, the brooms. The brooms for me are like. I think that's it is obviously a real sport. It's in the goddamn Olympics, but brooms just don't strike me as athletic equipment. No, but have you seen how fast they go? Yes, and it's like watching old movies from like you know that you like yeah. your grandparents eight millimeter where everybody's just waving really fast. Yeah, because the things cranked up, they look like that's what curler brooming the broom boys. <laughs> no, the movie's Men with Brooms. Yeah, uh, yeah. yes, has Molly Parker in it. Um, do you curl? I have curled. Okay. You enjoy it? Do you think that's worth a three-hour drive to go do? You don't have a choice. It's family. Yeah. 
there's not a lot to do otherwise i just sit on the couch and watch netflix or something i don't think that going curling is any like more or less boring than going bowling uh, no. it's, it's a sport you can drink during yeah there you go very important i don't know if i go three hours but i go like an hour to go bowling like five pin no ten pin all right throwing rocks tonight i also oh. like lawn bowling I like lawn bowling, bocce, oh, yeah, lawn all bowling, of these sure. things where you try to like yes. hit a target. I don't yeah, like I uh, <laughs> croquet. What's the one where you go through the little? Yeah, croquet. croquet. Yeah, I hate that one. Yeah, oh. no, that's that's that. You know what that is? That's just like fancy pants bocce. Hmm. So that's many like, rules. So slow. Yeah. Uh, you take me to like a retirement home, and they got like a nice little, like uh, either either the big shuffleboard or the little shuffleboard thing with the sand on it. I'll I'll, I'll have a good time. My grandparents had a little beach shack uh, on the Connecticut shore on the on the Italian beach, don't you know? Because they used to split them up back then. The Italian beach, the Polish beach, the Russian oh, beach. Uh, old line was weird. They had a bocce set and we would play it in the backyard. But occasionally I would go with my grandfather to the uh, Italian American club and watch him like on the real on the real like fields, you know, play and just like watching. I could spend the rest of my life happily just like drinking a beer and watching old Italian men play bocce. It is, it is a wonderful pastime, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm a dart for as far as uh, beer and sports goes. Uh, I'm a darts kid. I, uh, I played a lot of darts in college cause I drank at a lot of bars in college and uh, I used to be pretty good at it. Not as good. I haven't played in a million zillion years, obviously, cause what's a bar, but uh, yes, I think we can all agree so Anna, your drinking sport is is to is the bowling. I mean, if you must drink in sport. Here's the problem is that I don't really drink. So it's hard it's like Yeah, but you have to drink in sport in this scenario. I okay, if I if, if I'm required to drink in sport, but, but drinking is going to make me worse at the sport. Here's the thing. <laughs> yes. This is and it applies it applies with darts and I assume it applies with everything cuz it's the universal language of darts is uh if you drink too much, you get bad at it. Uh-huh. You have one or two. Yeah. Helps yeah. You you're in the pocket. Like. You're a little yeah, you're in the pocket. Okay. You're in the pocket. Okay. It's like, uh, you, know what it, you know what it is, everybody? It's like with driving. You don't want to be too drunk. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, sentiments of Josh Kagan do not represent uh, Hey, Check It Out Corporation. Yeah. Yeah, I guess uh, I, I guess I could I guess I could drink a wine cooler and bowl. Sure. Sure. A hard seltzer? A hard seltzer. seltzer. Why not? Why wicked not? Um, yeah, I've never actually done like a, a drink and do a sport thing. I drink and play video games all the time. Huh. But I think softball might be my go-to for that. Uh, sure, sure, sure. God, that sounds nice. Oh, like a keg. Yeah. Some plastic cups. Some, some softball. Oh, it sounds great. <laughs> Maybe I'll come up in the spring and we'll play some softball. Just the that three sounds of us. nice. There must be there must be a nice place where you are, Corey. Probably. Yeah. Oh yeah. Nice field. <laughs> we have a that cricket sounds... pitch. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Some drunken cricket. Oh <laughs> drink... yeah. That's uh, cricket matches are what forty five hours long each, right? So that's a that's a lot of a lot of quality drinking. <laughs> <laughs> they're very long, aren't they? Very long. They they can go like forever. Yeah. I just want to say. I saw Godzilla minus one yesterday, and it is my last, presumably last, uh, five star movie of the year. I did not. It was great. 
I did not know what was happening. And everybody I have seen come out of that is like that they fucking kissed the ring of Jesus himself. They are thrilled about this movie. Here's the thing. Josh, Josh, you've got to you've got to have seen at least one Godzilla movie, right? I've seen a bunch of Godzilla movies. Right. I do not I don't stand the big guy. Like right. I know there are people who are like kaiju motherfuckers, and I am yeah, not that. Uh, yes, you, you right there, uh, yep. Anna in the back yep. with yes. the hands. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So but go on. So yeah, I like I I I like what I've seen. I like big guys. Okay. What I want to what I want to say is simply this: is that the non Godzilla characters in the film were actually interesting, oh. and I cared about what happened to them. Huh. Which is a which is a pretty 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 big evolution for the franchise. That's great. <laughs> Instead of them being like you know the stuff that you have to get through before you see Godzilla do stuff, and there was lots of Godzilla in this movie. There's lots of Godzilla doing doing stuff. I, there is there there is Godzilla doing things I've never seen Godzilla do before. I don't want to be real spoilery because it's not like super out yet. But man, like if you like, and especially if you like. The original Godzilla and like Shin Godzilla and like Godzilla 1985, like, mm. like this is this is this is the this chef's kiss. This is like the like arguably like maybe the best or second best iteration of that. I'm hype. I'm very hype. I had a great time. A lot of a lot of people brought their small children to this um, very serious movie about Godzilla that was subtitled and. Uh, I'm not sure about that, but it wasn't my choice. It almost sounds like, Anna, that we should probably watch this and you might just Maybe. bring it to the table for an episode. I could bring it to the table. I'd you be could. willing to bring that to the table. But also, if either of you has the opportunity and wants to see it independently, I'm not going to I'm not going to be like, how dare you? I was going to bring it to the table. Well, I mean, you but you recommended it to us. I, I feel yes. like that by the by the razor sharp rules of our show. <laughs> oh, God. I have many Godzilla movies that I could also bring to the table. It doesn't have to be that exciting. I'm just happy to hear that Godzilla is in it because I had, I was concerned with the title. It was just going to be a movie about people waiting around for either waiting around for Godzilla to show up or afterwards. We're like, well, now we got to clean all this shit up. (laughs) I, okay. But for real, I would happily watch a movie that was about the aftermath of Godzilla. That's not, not the host. Oh no! No, because the host is in it. The host is all up in there with that. No, the host is all up in it. It is. And I'm gonna. uh, Here's the thing. I'm gonna be. This is this is my this is my most pedantic kaiju uh, take. Bring it. Is that the host is not a kaiju movie because the monster's not big enough? Eh, You know what? The the court allows it. I I just I I'm I'm bring I disagree. (laughs) Are Ninja Turtles kaiju? No, they're not. <laughs> By what standard, Coriander? Kaiju have to, have to be they're big. Mutated them. It's like just they like have, Godzilla. They have to be big. They have to be really <laughs> big. They have to be bigger than a building. I can't believe bigger I can't. than a moderately sized building. You would have to. You would think I'd know this word by now. The turtles are technically uh, well, the live action ones. That's uh, Takusato, right? Tokusatsu. Tokusatsu. Yeah, it's so close. So close. Tokusatsu. Yes, it is. Yeah. I will. I will. I will accept that live action turtles are are bad tokusatsu. Yes. Mm -hmm. And the cartoons are 
not quite officially anime, but they're a lot of anime, anime studios worked on them. Oh, uh, they're so an- they're, they're quite honestly, anime. The, like the yeah, the, that cartoon definitely like planted anime in my brain on a level that I was that I recognized it later. I feel like when you're talking about 19 from 1980s on sort of and especially like the era of like toy the series like that's all if it's not japan it's asian it's korean it's you know mm-hmm. it's definitely like it's asian animation doing all of these shows oh, yeah. uh i don't know how one could make like if one could make the dividing line like is transformers anime yes for all intents and purposes i guess well, no, yeah. no it's literally a japanese cartoon that they translated into for america I'm not 100% on your police work there. I think, uh, I, I think it was, the, I just, I just, I just watched, I just watched the History Channel special about the Transformers. The Transformers were toys that existed over there. Hasbro went over there and went, we want those toys. How are we going to sell these toys? We'll do a comic book first and we'll do animated commercials for the comic book. And then, they and then they did this your voltron was translated let's all go to wikipedia right now this will be gripping radio <laughs> yes <laughs> or we could finish up or we could hey finish. that's right because here at uh, here at team kagan tonight is anti-mame night which is kayla's christmas tradition the great 1950s rosalind russell uh aunt uh showing her showing her little square nephew the world movie and uh if you've never seen it it's wonderful but you should also see the women and you should also see the front page because those are all rosalind mm-hmm. russell movies and holy shit she was fucking amazing one of the great comedians of our time uh anyway but it's meme night, so I get to wear my nice robe. Kayla gets to wear her little marabou, whatever, foofy stole. Does she have little slippers with the, with the foofies? Sh- you bet your ass she has the slippers. With awesome. She's going to be coming on the show. I'm very excited right. about that. Mm-hmm. I'm excited about that. That's gonna be uh, that's gonna be my the, her first official appearance, and that'll be she'll be talking about Britt Marlin's uh, mm. the another Earth, another Earth. I was going to say the OA. But it's, <laughs> A different thing. I mean, I talk about the OA forever because I just That'd love the show. I love the OA. Did you yeah. see the, the second season of the OA? I finally watched that this was year. It, good? it was How good. Was it? Okay, because I've been holding off because I just I was just like, where does the show even go now? But I'll watch it. Yeah, she has I'll to watch. pretend to have a Russian accent. <laughs> I'm gonna have a lot. Of, I'm gonna have like three months of free time soon, where I'm recovering from surgery, where I will like just have a lot of time to watch tv yeah. mm. uh Anne is getting butt implants and we're all very supportive i am gonna have the juiciest fucking ass anybody's ever seen it's gonna be <laughs> but so good it takes good. work anna's anna's christmas wish was to be the girl with the most cake and that's right and the country of canada has granted her wish I'm the one, the one special child of the year that gets the wish granted. <laughs> the prime minister to... and the governor general yeah. both came down from parliament. Right. Trudeau handed me a very large pair of sweatpants with "juicy" written across the back. Oh, it was so it was great. You were presented with the key to the booty. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I'm going to be lying on my friend a lot, and I'll be watching TV while I do that. This is almost exactly the opposite of what's happening. <laughs> uh, any last thoughts? Nope. Head empty. <laughs> You're over. Uh, We're shutting You're it down. Over.
And empty. Happy, uh, happy holidays. Yeah. Hey, everyone, to the whatever amount of people listen to this podcast, we sure do appreciate it. And I sure do appreciate having the chance to uh, hang out and chat with these two for so many years now. It's been a little, how long have we been doing this? Uh, counting, Five obviously. Years? Yeah. Yeah, that's a long yeah, time. That's a long time. That is a long that's time. a real yeah. long time. And eventually, and, uh, I'll release all the episodes. <laughs> I believe. I believe in you, Corey. <laughs> one, one or two a month. People are busy. They, uh, we Listen. drop in a and an episode. We drop. We drop like a twelve course dinner. You know, like people. There's leftovers. People can eat off that for weeks. Look, we've only even had, to the best of my knowledge, two direct requests for the rest of the O series. So we got too many movies to talk about. Yeah. A lot of movies to talk about. A lot of movies to talk about. But I'm thankful for you both, and uh, I hope I, I, I hope everybody out there, and I hope my two co-hosts have a lovely holiday season. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Well, love you both too. I'm Corey Andrew Dickinson. You can find me on Instagram at my name. <laughs> uh, I'm Anna Wasserman. You can find me on Blue Sky and Instagram at Gold Sarcasmium. I'm not on the other the bad place anymore. Don't even. Don't even bother. Uh, and I'm Josh A. Kagan, and you can find me on Instagram and Instagram only at Josh A. Kagan. Happy holidays, y'all. Ding dong, ding ding dong, ding dong, ding dong, ding dong. Ding dong. Check it out, check it out. Hey, check it out. <laughs> A ringling, dingling, yeah, tingly dong. <laughs> 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 <laughs>